Hello, good human, and welcome or welcome back to the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I am in your ears today with the lucky last of the Sunshine Snack Packs. And this one is less about you and more about me. Sorry, I don't really know how else to put that. It's a little bit different from the normal episode formats as all of these sunshine snack packs have been in this gap between going on break for the year and sitting here right now but it has been highly requested. It's a bit of an AMA or an ask me anything episode and I just decided it would be a good idea to do this today because I don't feel like these question and answer sessions more broadly fit into our normal episodes. You might remember that I did one back when we did social media and I did one, I've done another one as well. I'm sure there are people listening to this just yelling which episode it was, but look, I know. I did it, you know I did it, and now we're doing an Ask Me Anything. Now, I did get the questions for this question and answer session from my Instagram stories, so some of them are really nosy, which I love. I think that's the best way for them to be, and I am going to answer as many as I can in a 15-minute time frame. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes because otherwise, Lord knows, I could just talk to you all day and spill all the tea about my life and ideas and opinions and all of that stuff going on. So yeah, 15 minutes, here we go. First two questions that I've been asked are kind of concurrent. So one is, are you trying to conceive again? And the next is, Are you undergoing fertility treatment or have any idea why it's taking a bit to get pregnant? Obviously, a bit of a content warning here around trying to conceive, around pregnancy loss, around all of the stuff that I'm always sharing with you. Yeah, we have essentially been trying to conceive for, goodness, nearly two years now. We are kind of undergoing fertility treatment, kind of not really in that like it has well and truly reached the point that we've been to see a doctor, that we've been to see a specialist. We went to Fertility SA and we had a whole heap of tests done. It was a whole schmozzle. I think I had to get 14 vials of blood taken and they ran 35 tests on them. Then we had to wait a few months. Patrick got tested as well. And the results basically just said, like, don't know, nothing glaringly obvious, which, yeah, look, in one way, like, I'm glad to have that information. I don't know if I could have dealt with just a blanket wall, like, this is never going to happen for you. But at the same time, obviously, as a proactive person, it's a little bit frustrating because it's like, well, what can I do? So our fertility doctor recommended that I take baby aspirin, which is something to do with thinning the lining of my uterus because the issue may, or the issue seems to be that like tiny humans just are not quite sticking there and they can't tell me intensively why. They said we could do more tests that check for 
over 5,000 different things. But I don't want to do that. I just want to try and relax into it a little bit. I've done so much acupuncture. I've done so much reading. There was one time that I was taking 15 tablets morning and night and it all just was really overwhelming. So yes, we are still trying to conceive actively. No, we're not really undergoing fertility treatment, just testing. And no, don't really have an idea of why it's taking so long. I think it's just one of those things. But I often think that I'm very, very grateful because I have been caught up at times in this journey, you know, with being really overwhelmed by how sad and frustrating and hurtful it is, especially when we've gone through losses, when I've been going through losses. But I also just think like I'm really grateful that there are so many other beautiful things in our lives that we can focus on and do and pour love into and if I didn't have those things I think I might have gone mad by now. The second question is from May who said do you ever have intrusive thoughts that maybe you're not as nice or as good as you show online and then they followed that up with definitely not my opinion by the way just an influencer intrusive thought question I've had. No, I used to like back in the day when I really put a lot of effort into my content in a way that maybe wasn't super genuine to how I was living, like back in 2015, 2016, when I, you know, would go to a cafe and order a smoothie bowl, even though like I don't really like smoothie bowls. They're like cold, weird soup, things like that. I used to not even have intrusive thoughts, just have general thoughts about how it didn't feel good or genuine. But no, I actually am told quite often, I can give you a recent example. I met someone last year and I think she probably listens to this podcast, but I met her for the first time. She had followed me for quite a while and I was hanging out with her for about half an hour. And when we left each other, she said, oh God, you are just so much nicer in real life than you are online. I was like, oh no, really? Like I had a really actually quite intense intrusive thought of being like, oh, am I, am I garbage online? Like, am I a mean person online? Am I ruining people's days? I don't think I am. I don't even think that what she meant is you're nicer offline than you are online. It was more you just are the person that you seem to be. And that's the feedback that I receive quite often is like, oh, you're, yeah, you're exactly what I expected. And truth be told, I just couldn't have been online for so long. It's been like nearly 10 years of doing this. I would have burnt out years ago if I wasn't being myself because the masking would just drive me, again, mad. The answer to all of these questions is no, because I would be driven mad. Here's a beautiful one. Someone asked, how do I love myself when I've never been loved before? The first thing I'll say is I am so sorry that you are in that situation. I can't imagine it. And that's not to gloat, you know, 
The love that I was raised with was complicated love. It was tangled up love. It was love that I am working through with a therapist as we speak, but it was love. And I've never in my life known the feeling of not feeling loved or not being loved by anyone. And again, I'm not saying that to say, um, you know, can't imagine that must suck to be you because I hope that it doesn't suck to be you. I hope that love finds you in ways that are maybe not romantic and maybe not familial, but in small reminders of the fact that you are a lovable person. I think to answer the question how you can find love for yourself when you haven't been loved before. For starters, I think everything I just said is is a prelude to the fact that I'm not qualified to answer this question. I'm not qualified as a psychologist or a mental health professional, and I'm not qualified through experience either. But I would say one of the best ways that you can love yourself is to treat yourself as you would treat a friend, to treat yourself as you would treat eight-year-old you if she came to you asking for love or support or advice, to treat yourself with patience and with kindness, to consume content from other people who are doing life in a muddly, imperfect way, because hopefully that will remind you that, you know, no one is perfect and everyone is deserving of love. And I do gently urge you sweet human to seek out proper professional help for this because you deserve to feel love and to be loved and it will come from others and you'll see it and you'll feel it but it's so important that it comes from you first. Jessie asked, how do you forgive yourself when you're very disappointed or embarrassed by something you did? And that is kind of similar to the question that we just had in that I just treat myself like I'd treat a friend. Like if a friend came to me and said, oh my God, I fucked up and it's really embarrassing, it's mortifying, I'm ashamed. The chances of me scorning them the chances of me shaking my fist at them and telling them they're a terrible person and that they're not allowed to make mistakes are slim to non-existent. So I think if you're trying to forgive yourself, just try and take a step out of your own head, try and look at the situation objectively and know that if you were anyone else, you would give yourself the love and time and patience that you deserve. And again, This is another one that probably I would gently nudge you towards professional help if you do find that these thoughts are coming up again and again, if you find that rumination is happening where you're just working over the same concepts and the same experience again and again in your mind, you deserve to have a mind that is full of sunshine. Cheyenne asked, what is one question you wish people would stop asking you slash everyone in general? Oh, that's a good one. I can't really say the pregnancy stuff because I have been pretty open about that. I would say, oh, it's probably about my weight actually, because I went, I I started taking ADHD medication coming up on two years ago and a side effect of that medication was weight loss. And the amount of people who are so happy to to, to ask, have you lost weight? 
and then want me to talk extensively about my body and the way that I look. And I understand that for a lot of people, especially in older generations, that question is one that is meant to feel like a compliment. But it actually kind of feels like we're being asked to shit all over the way that we used to look. And sorry, that was quite aggressive language by me, but also aggressive because I'm passionate about it. It's how I feel. Like when people say, oh my God, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just going to, oh, let's just bring over me from a couple of years ago. She can stand next to me and then say that again. And everyone in your life who looks like her can stand next to me and then say that again. Because I feel defensive of those people. I feel like they are beautiful. I feel like we, you know, like our bodies are just the vessels that our souls move around in. And for people to try and like thin that down or water it down into something that is purely aesthetic is just, that drives me a little bit bananas. Eden asked, where was your favourite place while visiting Ireland and why? What a throwback to mid-2023. My favourite place in Ireland was a place called Sneem. It is the most beautiful little storybook village. It's where my family are from. And I'm going to do a whole episode this year on travel. And I'll speak more about this then. But the town, gorgeous. The laneways, you know, something off of P.S. I Love You. The vibe, immaculate. But the most special thing about it was my family who are over there. They are my father's side of the family. And it was amazing to see half of myself echoed back to me in their curly hair and in their smiles and in the way that we think. And I just felt so close to them. And Sneem was the most beautiful setting for that to happen. Jess asked, how do you care for your little baby goats? And Kel asked, what kind of goats do you have? And we're coming up on 15 minutes, which happened very quickly. So this is going to be my last question for now. So our goats are Australian miniature goats crossed with Nigerian dwarf goats. And again, I'll do a whole episode on the goats and the cows and the farm life. And I can't wait to do that. But how do we take care of them? Well, at the moment, they live in an enclosure. They live in like a wire enclosure you can't just build a fence and then have them live in the fence because you know they learn to jump over that straight away it actually I think was less than 24 hours after we got them when they learned to jump the little fence that we built for them so now they're much bigger than that I feel like the basics are they live in an enclosure first thing in the morning we feed them they've got little dog bowls that we put their grain into and check their water and then let them out for a run around and then they hang out in there all day they're under the shade of a tree so it's nice and shady and then we let them out in the afternoon and they run around with the dogs and they walk with my beautiful husband Patrick as he waters the trees on our property and they munch on tree leaves and anything they can get their little faces into and then they go back in their enclosure with some more food and some more water and they've got a little wooden space a little wooden house that they live in inside the enclosure so that's where they sleep at night and they will need to be in the enclosure until they are 
about a year old just to protect them from foxes and dogs and things like that. But they're very happy. They are living their best lives. And sometimes we feel guilty. We're like, oh, do they seem a bit bored in there? You know, if we're working, we're like, you know, this enclosure is like three meters by two meters. It is large and they are tiny, but we're like, oh, are they a bit bored? Patrick's made them a seesaw to play on. Like we've given them a ball. They're not bored. They're fine. They're goats. They will one day live in the paddock, but we probably will always treat them like they are just very cute little dogs because that's kind of how we treat all our pets, like they are a member of our family. If you've got any other questions about raising goats or cows or travel or any of the other things that you would like to ask, please, please, please join the Facebook group, the Sunshine Project podcast community. There's plenty of space in there to ask for things that you'd like to hear on the pod. There's plenty of space to make cool new friends as well and to learn things and to share things and it's just a vibe. So even if you're not a Facebook person usually I think that you will like this if you enjoy the sunshine project I'll pop a link in the show notes okay we're at nearly 18 minutes bloody typical tell you what thanks for coming to this ask me anything I'll speak to you next week when the regular episodes are back in your ears can't bloom and wait I love you good human and I'll speak to you soon bye This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.